This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. I hope somebody's holding you. I hope somebody's loving you. It should be me, but I can get there. I'm Sue from Lifeboat. And Lifeboat are promoting health and well-being, but you take in charge of your own health and well-being by using tools such as mindfulness, EFT tapping, NLP and um, Reiki as just a few examples of the tools that we can use. I thought it'd be a great idea to get on the radio and um, give out some of these tools freely to people, particularly the mindfulness and the meditation tools. Okay, so thought you I better fill you in on um, what's been sort of happening over the last few weeks to me. Well, I've been quite busy actually, and then I had a lovely trip to Wellington, and I went to see Les Miserables. Um, my daughter was doing the wardrobe in for that, and that was really exciting, and she was really excited. And we went along to a fringe theatre for a comedy night, which was amazing. And we all loved that. And my husband even had a good time as well. He was a bit reluctant at first, but when he got in there, he said, oh, this is so cool. And we had like a little table to sit at and um, we had our drinks on the table. And I said, this is so cool. It was so fun. And the, the actual trip was really fun. It was such a good trip. And I came back, though, and um, the day I come back, I was still quite on a high. I'd had quite a lot of... Yeah, pretty good stuff happening and I was really on a, on a bit of a high and then uh, I had a busy day on the Monday and then on the Tuesday I had another busy day and then I came down with a thud. You know, that's the thing, isn't it? You have those highs, but you do have to come down. And um, I realised I was actually really, really tired and what I needed to do was just go to bed and have a good sleep and that certainly worked and it, and it really did sort of pick me up and I thought, you know what, that's much better. All I needed was a good sleep because I, I did kind of start to go into that negativity spiral thinking and um, doom and gloom and there was no reason for it and I thought, why am I doing this to myself? And it was just actually a bit of tiredness. The other thing that I was thinking about, and I was thinking about that on the way here today, was I was having a um, a, a chat with somebody, somebody that I really respect and um, got a lot of admiration for, and she was talking about something to me, and she said these words to me. She said, I rarely, she's a bit older than me, she said, I rarely give anybody advice, and this is pretty much how she said it to me, but I'm going to give you some now. <laughs> <laughs> and she did. And it was amazingly good advice. And it is true, she rarely gave advice. And I, because of that, I think that's why I listened to her. I thought, OK, you listen to her because she rarely does give advice. And it was so true what she'd said to me. And it made such a difference in moving something for me. So it kind of got me thinking about advice, advice and hope. Sometimes it doesn't feel quite like they would go together, but... I think that they do. And I'm trying to look at ways at where advice and hope could probably fit together. So 
And that kind of brings me to my guest today, who is the lovely Hester. And, and Hester's a writer, a poet, an actress, a director, and anything that I could possibly think about to do with the theatre, <laughs> I've seen Hester do. And she, she's pretty amazing. And um, I think if Hester offered me some advice, I would take it as well. <laughs> I see. Hi, Hester. What do you think about that, that I would take your advice? <laughs> wow, I, what a privilege. Um, I, I, well, I guess, that, thank you. That's a compliment, you know. And I think uh, with advice, you have to be a little bit careful because people don't always want to hear your advice. No. Um, it's a bit like, well... Who asked you? Sometimes. That's it, yeah. It can work yeah. both ways, can't it? It, totally. it can be like absolutely totally not wanted or it can be that's so welcome or, or I really needed that. Also, I think that I've like not taken advice off people and that's been a wise move really. Yeah, I think when you're looking for advice and it's a clear thing, you there's certain people in the world that, you, you know, you're kind of glad when they give it and then... Unfortunately, sometimes people give advice willy-nilly and if you're not feeling particularly um, centred, let's say, you can maybe sway towards that and that's always... I guess it's kind of good to check your advice barometer. Yeah, I like (laughs) that. From who is giving out the (laughs) advice because there's a lot of people who, yeah, might not be best suited to give you advice, I suppose. I love that. Advice barometer. Yeah, I think that's what I need. (laughs) Yeah, well, she's obviously someone that you really do trust, so... That's it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like, it was was true. Like, um, she doesn't normally do that. Um, But, yeah, it's... um, I I mean, you know what everyone's going to be thinking? What was the advice? Because I was waiting for it. It's like the punchline, and then you just went on to (laughs) advice and uh, hope. I'm like, cool, but what, what did she tell you? Is that... Private. Well, it was about a bit about I was um, I wanted to do something that was going to be real fun, and I know that it was going to be really good. And I kept letting some somebody, which I won't name at the moment, but somebody was sort of making me a bit scared of doing something. And this person shouldn't have been allowed, and I don't like the word should or shouldn't, but they shouldn't really have been interfering with what I was trying to do in the first place. Mm. And the person that was letting it happen was me. The other person wasn't to blame. It was actually me, and I needed to actually go. You're doing that to yourself. Stop doing it, basically. And once I took that person out of the equation and thought, just take him out of it, just totally put him over in the corner, which is exactly what she told me to do. Put him over in the corner Mm -hmm. and don't worry about him right now. It sounds like permission thing. Yeah. Like um, you're using that person as the obstacle when if you did put them in the corner, (laughs) stand outside the door for a moment. That's it. Then you could just continue. Yeah. 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 It kind of um, gave me a bit of hope by moving him out of the way for a while. You can stay over there. Um, You can come closer if I want you to. But Mm -hmm. I think that's a bit about you deciding that it's your choice. And again... And again, with advice, again, that's sort of the same thing, isn't it? You have the choice, really, to either take that advice or, mm-hmm. or not take that advice. And you, Well, I think the good thing about advice is usually you know what happens when it's dealt to you. It, something inside you usually goes, oh, God, they're right, or, oh, that's really annoying, why do they say that? And even that has something in it. Mm. Um, 
So it's quite a good way of... Like, if nobody talks about anything ever, then nothing ever happens, does it? That's so right. So it's a good way of testing. It's like saying, oh, does this colour suit me? Oh, God, it does. Oh, my God, they're so right. Ah! You know? Yeah. It's kind of like it was something that you just said then. I just kind of touched on that a little bit. If it's something that makes me go, have that defensiveness against it... Mm. I'm not going to tell the person that's giving me that advice, but that's the one thing I'm going to go home and have a little think about. Yeah. Why I was so defensive about that. What made me be defensive Where's about resistance? that? resistance? Yeah, what is that resistance and why is it there? Yeah. So, in a way, that advice has even been helpful or hopeful to me, hasn't it, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, even though we hate to admit it. <laughs> it's like, kind of, oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the one. Damn. <laughs> but you don't want to tell them. You never tell them. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> don't want to give them that air. So um, we were just talking about hope on the way here. And um, what was your song that you... A song or a record or something that would give you hope, Esther? Well, I gave you a few, I think. And then we settled on this one this morning because I think it's a beautiful spring day and um, mm. there's a song called Wildflowers by Tom Petty and every time I hear it it's um, just got this lovely beautiful kind of I don't know it's just like an uplifting sense of something um, about self-worth and obviously this I think he's talking about somebody he's potentially in love with or you know who knows but it just seems like a great way to kind of uplift and um, remind you of something joyous and nature-filled and, um, yeah, just like a natural happiness inside us all. Nice. That's so beautiful. And you're right. It's spring, isn't it? So, yeah, lovely. You belong among the wildflowers You belong in a boat out at sea Sail away, kill off the hours You belong somewhere, you feel free Run away, find you a lover Go away, somewhere all bright and new is 
chest of covers, you belong in that home by and by. You belong among the wildflowers. You belong somewhere close to me, far away from your trouble and worry. You belong somewhere. I just wondered if you might like to um, share some of your words with us, Hester. Anything that you've brought with you? Sure, I can read one called Your Dark Animal, which is an early one I wrote, which I think very much has hope at its centre. Nice. Okay. Your Dark Animal. A lot of people I know are sad at the moment, like the world has been tipped off its axis, just dipped a little off centre. Huge and tiny movements revolving on a distended tilt. A multitude of why. Seas in turmoil, ignorant mutterings of war. Cuts, anger, bleeding oil. Gravity got a little heavier, the sun a little further away. But the bird on the windblown roof is still singing. And I still love you. Go to sleep in the darkness. Cover yourself in hope. Surround yourself with the memory of those you've lost. Wait for the turn of spring. Death is a part of life. I can see you, your dark animal, by a silent, still pool at night, black eyes void and wide in its cool reflection. Stay all night in the dark grass. Stay. Stay. Stay until dawn. Stay till your sad pupils turn from disc to pin. Watch. Watch. Watch as life breaks through like a mouth coming for air, breaking the surface, sending ripples to the dark corners. While the world is tipped, the ants still gather their lost and carry them home. And I still love you. Remember to look each other in the eye, hold on to touch, be quick to laugh, and know that just under the cold earth lie seeds planted before you were born, patient, waiting for their time to break through the dirt, huge and tiny, a million little pieces making up a world bigger than you. You are so beautiful. You are every bit of this world just a little off kilter. It'll come back around, it's just around the corner. When you wake, the dog will still be barking behind that gate. And I'll still love you. Thank you. Thank you, Hester. That was beautiful. So, um, coming back to, because we have been sort of um, talking about hope the last few weeks and I've been asking people, what are their thoughts on hope? What, what brings you hope or... What brings me hope? Um, well, I was thinking about this and because, 
you obviously we know each other through yeah theatre stuff and then writing stuff too um, and I, I'm grateful you've come to see quite a lot of my poetry shows and things and I was thinking do I do I have a lot of hope in my work and the truth is I have a heck of a lot of hope in my work <laughs> I have um, lines that were, I mean if, if, if you could do some kind of algorithm in, in a computer I'm sure that hope would come up quite a few times um, so what brings me hope I think what does it mean to me yeah what yeah. does it mean to me so it kind of means everything Oh, oh, gosh, that's probably a huge word, but it means a lot. Yeah. I think if you don't have hope, a sense of hope, then um, you're kind of living in a bit of a shadow land and things can get quite dark quite easy. Um, and that's that regards everything, you know. It's that sense of you, you, need, you need the dark in life, but you also need the light. Yeah. And it's the sense of um, this too shall pass in anything. So, yeah. Um, I think, I think hope is really important yeah. as, as a general. Yeah, me too. And I think that even when you think of hope, and I think of the opposite to hope, and is despair. And really, you need hope to get out of despair, in my opinion. I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think that's true? Or yeah, I think I think. Well, the first thing I do when I think about a word is like, what does hope really even mean? Um, and, and it's wonderful that we can name, is it an emotion, is it a state, is it an action? I don't know. But um, hope is, it's kind of, to me, it's that kind of faith or um, the glimmer of something better yeah. or different. or like. Um, so I'm sure it realises in different ways for people. It might be that they have, um, they hope, they hope for a better future. They hope they might get the job. They hope... Um, they hope they have the, your best hopes at heart, or something. Yeah. So they're definitely not one, but um, it it can be, it can it, it can be I think a little bit overused. I think mm. because we go oh hi hope you well how's it going? Yeah. Like that. I'm I'm definitely um somebody who does that. Yeah, me but, too. But it is it is there is truth in it. Yeah. But if I genuinely think about hope as when it's at its strongest, um then yeah we need it we need it because if 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 we stayed in the in those as you say those pits of despair then nobody would ever do anything like look at look at climate change look at you know if you just think oh well that's that this is rubbish and it will be like this forever we're all going to die anyway yeah. <laughs> then then okay well great well why are you even eating that cinnamon loaf because you're going to die and everything's going to be terrible yeah. but um but it it might be that Sorry, this is kind of dark. Glad we had that nice song. But, um, but yeah, you can hope that most of the time things do get better. Yeah. They might get a bit worse again, but they get better. That's the whole beauty of life is that this kind of... Rolling. Rolling. It's up and down. It changes. Yeah. And there's things that happen that you just have no idea would ever, ever spring up, you know? Yeah. And... I like to yeah. think that what you're saying there, I'm just picking up on the idea of life being a bit like waves. And I have this thing and, and I often draw it to people. I go, life's like an ECG. Mm. So if you look at your normal ECG trace, what it would look like. So you've got a straight line, you've got a little bit that comes up and then you've got a little bit of up and a little bit of down, a little bit back up again, another straight line and you mm. reset bit. Mm. Um, that is a bit what life is, you know, it's a bit like that. Mm -hmm. And because if you do a straight line in your ECG, what are you then? 
Well, you're dead. You're dead, yes. So life is that up and down. Mm. Um, and I personally think that hope is that one when you're in that down one. Right. That you're going to come back up again. Well, that, that yeah. And I can see that. But I also think that you don't necessarily have to be... It doesn't need to be just um, a, bol- a bolster yeah. for despair. It can be that... Like, to take it back to a writing point of view, then I love this about um, certain narrative-driven things. It's like um, you... In order to have sort of a story or a through-line on the story, you, like a character, especially if they're going to be an interesting character, has to have a desire. They have to want something. Yeah. And, um, you know, a story is made because then obstacles come in their way. How do they get over that? How You know, that's basically life as well. That's why mm. we get so interested in stories and, and um, th- the journey of a character. And um, a hope for me could be that, you know, someone has an ambition or they have a desire that they, they know they need to meet this certain person before they die. Maybe it's their long lost uh, yeah. grandmother or something. And and the hope is there. It's a hope. It's a kind of. It's a sort of a faith that that is an endpoint worth going for. Yeah, it's like a driver almost for yeah. something as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, to strive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like a sort of a, a sort of yeah, like a like a petrol for the spirit or something. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm sorry to wander off tack for the minute, but I was just wondering, do you have anything like coming up, any performances or poetry nights or anything like that? Because anybody listening out there, if you can, she's definitely worth going to see. Um, Yeah, I do. Thanks for that. Um, So I run a monthly event called Common Ground, which is um, at the Commoners um, in the basement of the British Hotel. Um, that's more I'm more of a host for that it's more of a facilitation I, I like to bring some amazing poets to um, to the space for a couple of hours and, and let them share a theme or, or their, their amazing words and, and also there's an open mic slot there for, for people nice. so any listeners that might have any poems could be about hope that could be a nice um, <laughs> nice theme this month um, so that's Common Ground at the um, Commoners in Littleton Sherpa Kai and then I mean, I, I'm I'm currently in the midst of write, writing an album, so that's <gasps> cool. That's called The All Clear, which actually is kind of, when I think about it, definitely about hope too because it's about the sense of once something has passed and you're all clear. Yeah. Wow. So there's there's all you, yeah maybe that's that's yeah quite linked to hope in its oh, way. <laughs> definitely, that's awesome. So look out for that, guys. And if you want any more information, you can contact me. What when are the when's the poetry night? So um, most most months on the last Sunday of the month. I didn't do the last oh. one because at the I was at the Auckland Writers Festival. But um, yeah, this one will be the twenty fifth of September. Sunday, and I've just had confirmed we've got the wonderful poets uh, Ray Shipley and Andy Coyle. Awesome, there, yeah. So I recommend going along there, guys, if you can do. Okay, I'd just like to thank you, Hester. That's been awesome. I'm sure that um, people have taken quite a bit from what you've had to say, and we could just go and chat on for hours. So I know that. So I think I might have to invite Hester back again (laughs) in a few weeks to do some more. Anyway, so guys, we'll just get on to the meditation now. Okay, so just feel where your feet are flat on the floor there and sort of move your feet around just a little bit so you can feel where they're supported on the floor and 
if you're sitting down, just feel where you're sitting on the seat. Now, my advice is if you are driving or operating machinery, don't do the meditation right now. You can listen to the music and perhaps listen to it a little bit later. So, where you feel where you're supported now on your feet and where your bottom is on the seat, anywhere else that you might feel that support, you might be leaning on something, you might have your arms on something. Feel where that support is. Take a big breath through your nose. Hold it and let it out with it let it out through your mouth with a bit of a sigh like and again breathe in through the nose. Hold it and breathe out with a sigh. One more. Breathe in through the nose. Hold it and breathe out with a sigh. And as this sigh goes, feel it drop all the way down so you're relaxing all of your body. Now as you feel your body relaxing, you hear a little bit of music in the background there. When I finish talking, just carry on listening to that music. And all I want you to do It's just feeling like you're just letting go. Letting go of everything. Because it's safe to let it go. It's okay to let it go. Say to yourself, I'm willing to let it go. It's safe to let it go. It's okay to let it go. Just feel more and more of your body relax as you listen to me say those words. I'm letting it all go. It's safe to let it go. It's okay to let it go. I'm willing to let it go. I love and accept myself. And all is well, and all shall be well. So, thank you everybody. Hope you've come back to the room to join me again. And um, I'd really like to thank Hester for coming along today. My pleasure. And definitely go along and check out the poetry evening at the Commoners. And um, when does the album come out, Hester? Just a rough idea. Um, I think we'll finish it maybe this year. This year. It's one of those things I'm doing, I go back to, you know, when I'm not doing other projects. So I would imagine early next year. Cool. Well, I will keep you posted about that anyway, and I'm sure we'll be playing something from it. And um, go well, everybody. And uh, see you next time. Thank you so much. For all your first aid and CPR and wellbeing at work programmes and training, please contact fatco.nz. That's F-A-C-T-C-O dot N-Z. You can contact them at training at factco.nz or 03-365-3556. The fact is... You can save a life.